Hello and welcome to another episode in the You're My Comptera podcast and I'm your host Asif Chowdhury. Today my guest is Andy Barr who is the founder of Ten Yetis, a digital PR and social agency. Andy speaks at conferences around the world and is at the forefront of the changing face of creative digital marketing. He has run his successful campaigns for the likes of Ikea, Superdry, WaterAid, Confuse.com and many other big brands. Thanks for joining me, Andy, and it's great to welcome you as a guest on the Comsera podcast. Oh, wow. How am I going to live up to that? No, thank you. I, uh, I'm absolutely honoured to, uh, yeah, to be on your podcast. It's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much. So as I like to do, it'd be good to get to know a little bit more about you, Andy, uh, for myself and the listeners. So let's kick off with Wordle. Are you playing it? I'm not because I'm thick, but also because anyone who knows me knows that I'm not all about that. I'm all about Swerdle. Um, which I absolutely love and do that every day. So yeah, swerdle.com is where is where it's at. Swerdle, I've not heard of that. What is it, Andy? You can guess. So basically, you've got to guess a swear word in um, four in four letters. I'm, I'm much better at that than I am the clever stuff. Twitter or Instagram? What's your favourite? Oh, Twitter. I think um, I mess around on Instagram. I, I've got an account that I, you know, I set up to do. Um, just to test, basically, if you could game influence, um, called Fitness on um, on Instagram. Uh, I set it up about I don't know six seven years ago, just to show that an absolute pudding that looks like me could fake being an influencer. And then I wrote it up into a case study. But then what I didn't um, take into account was that um, people started to sort of believe the account, and it's it's took on a life of its own now. It's got you know nearly eleven thousand followers from a joke thing but the worrying thing is people actually come to me for advice and I say look mate I'm an absolute fat pudding you don't want any you don't want any advice from me um so yeah I I do I do like Instagram but I think Twitter you know for what it's done for our business is always going to be my go-to are you an early riser or do you love a lion oh early riser every day of the week so um you know I'm usually I wake at five. Um, my gym, frustratingly, doesn't open till six. So I'm at the gym by six, um, you know, and then straight into the office uh, all, all you know, all working from home. The only downside to that is that you come in at a different level. Um, so I'm at, I must be annoying as buggery in the, you know, because I come in from the gym ready to go, bang. And some people have just obviously rolled out of bed and like, yeah, shut up, hand. I can picture it now, Mr. Endorphin buzzing around the office in the morning. Yeah, 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 it's a nightmare. Are you a box set binger? What's on your list to watch, Andy? Um, I feel like I've completed it all, but I did, I don't know, this is a bit of a weird one, but I started watching Taboo with Tom Hardy on Netflix. I don't know why I didn't see it the first time around, but yeah, that's really good. But, you know, I've watched them all. Number one's always going to be Sopranos for me. Um, I'll probably 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. Coming in second, you know, they're my go-to and then, you know, Breaking Bad, all the usual stuff. I did actually, during lockdown, I watched Game of Thrones. I'd never really been interested in that because I'm not asked about dragons or um, witchcraft and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was quite good. Liked it. So the idea for this podcast came from a tweet uh, by Andy celebrating an anniversary on Twitter, also known as a Twitterversary. And as a as an avid user of uh, Twitter myself, I thought it'd be great for our listeners to hear from a digital comms hero legend uh, edit. Start again. The idea for the podcast came from a recent tweet from Andy celebrating an anniversary uh, on Twitter, also known as Twitterversary. 
And as an avid user of Twitter myself, I thought it'd be great for our listeners to hear from a digital comms era legend on the benefits of using Twitter. So Andy, tell us, why do you use Twitter so much? Well, I guess the bottom line is for me, it's, it's a great business, um, you know, new business tool. Um, I would say probably 40% of the clients we work with initially start with a, you know, a Twitter conversation where either they've seen me talking absolute rubbish as usual on on Twitter or um, as a conversation I've got involved in. And I guess I, I'm really lucky in that, you know, I joined Twitter when it, you know, pretty much first launched. I was part of the people that were, you know, really excited because Stephen Fry was going to be talking about this called this thing called Twitter on the Jonathan Ross show. And, you know, people like myself and Steve Wadditon were all talking about it on Twitter. This is a night that Twitter is going to go mainstream. So I think, um, you know, I was lucky that I was quite an early adopter, you know, in that media where we all sort of um, chatted to each other. Um, but I think fast forward to now, I think it's very hard, you know, for people to come in and and get stuff from Twitter straight off the bat because it's just so saturated. There are exceptions to that. There's some people that I look at, you know, who, who've maybe come in over the last few years, you know, and their accounts, you know, uh, you know they've got a great profile in the industry. So, so yeah, I, you know, I, I just, I just love it. And it's a great new business earner for us. It's a great community, you know, at my lowest point in life, people have been there on, on Twitter, you know, in recent times. Well, not recent times. I'm not going for a bad time now, but you know what I mean? Like when I, I think I joined Twitter in 2007, um, you know, but in, in times where things haven't been great, you know, there's always a great community on Twitter. And I think that's probably the one of the driving forces as well. You talked about Twitter and the positive impact it has for your business, Andy. There are many people using Twitter to develop their personal brand. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm up for it. You know, I think... Um, obviously it depends what sector you're in um you know if you're in a really dull and dry sector um you know if you're a funeral director it's difficult to have lols on um you know on social media but then you look at brands like dead happy insurance and they're you know they're in quite a dark sector aren't they but they have they do great stuff on on social media but yeah i'm all about people building their personal brand on there you know there's some people that is it um is it marcel clever who you know his, his brand is um phenomenal you know how he's sort of built himself up uh his personal brand on twitter but you know even even before him there's you know there's some people that essentially have um you know made a career out of having a great social media profile i'm probably one of those actually <laughs> so so you know it's uh it's a great platform for personal branding here's a controversial one swearing on your company twitter account is that really okay well I don't care. So <laughs> do you know what I mean, I think, I think, yeah, you know, why not? I, I think one of the great things about social media is it allows people to get a sort of behind the scenes insight into you and your brand. Now, obviously, my Twitter account is the is the company name. And um, I think I've had two instances where it's been flagged up to me by what one during a pitch. Um, I referred to uh, the police as plod, so it wasn't even proper swearing. Um, and someone brought it up in a pitch because they were loosely connected to the police, uh, but they were boring anyway, so I wasn't bothered. And then really bizarrely, very recently, I've just become a governor of my kids' secondary school, and it was brought up after a meeting that a number of parents had got together 
when there's been a bit of profile as to this new governor and they decided to go through my social media accounts and they said they flagged up to the school that I swore in them and I said I don't care what you think you know my if my clients don't care and uh, the people I work with don't care I'm not really asked what you think either so um yeah, so that's really bizarre that you've mentioned that and having had that experience so recently. But but no, I think it gives um, a, a good insight into the people that you're speaking to and working with and you get to know them a bit more. And I'm always a bit wary of people that have come across very twee, you know, and a bit pious on, on, um, on social media. They're not the people I want to be mates with anyway, you know, outside of social media, let alone on social media. Did you get the school governor position? Did yeah 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 I'd already got it when uh, when they started moaning so it's too late for them but um but I think I think if you look at some of the people you know that I've worked with or, or we as an agency have worked with you know it doesn't get much bigger you know we've worked with delegations from the Chinese government you know we've worked with the two main uh, UK political parties on digital campaigns we've done crisis comms for so many companies that I can't talk about that are, you know FTSE 100s and if they you know if they don't give a crap, I don't think anyone else should either. Do you know what I mean? It's about your ability to do your job, not whether you're this polished diamond on social media. Are you really like you are on social media in real life? Well, probably not. So quite a lot of people online, I don't think this myself, but they say that online, I'm quite funny, but I'm not, I don't think I actually am. And I think that's probably the biggest disappointment. (laughs) But I think, um, no, I think I, I, if I know somebody from social media and I know them well enough, then yeah, I'm going to be exactly the same as I am in real life. I think the problem is, is where you meet someone maybe you don't know very well. And I'm actually quite a guarded person in terms of if I'm a friend of someone, you know, I'm a, I'm a friend all year round, good weather, bad weather. I'm a friend for them forever. But if you don't know someone very well, that's, you know, that's where probably I have like a bit of a guard up because you never really know you know, who, who you're talking to, do you? And, um, and in our industry, also, when you're a massive gossip like me as well, um, in our industry, you have to be careful. <laughs> What's the one thing that you've tweeted that you wish you hadn't? Do you know, I saw this question and I don't even have to think about it. So um, I'm trying to say this in a way that won't cause it to happen again. But basically, I posted, I, I used to do a column for the drum um, about corporate PR, and I posted about something positive the British government had done against a terror group. And unbeknownst to me, this terror group were actually very, um, very organised, very switched on, and they sent stuff to my house um, in, in response to my tweet. And then I just thought, ooh, I need to be a bit more careful about... Um, you know about what I say and who I'm <laughs> off. So, so yeah, I tweeted. I tweeted some support for the British government against uh, a terror group when they'd done something. And um, yeah, and on the back of that tweet, the terrorist group sent stuff to my house. So yeah, that was a life lesson. Who'd have thought it? Don't mess with terrorists. Who knew? Do you enforce any kind of regulation on your team when they're using social media? That's a really good question. I think. Do you know what? I genuinely don't think we do. I think I operate it on the same mantra that I talk about quite a lot. Don't be a head. So, you know, I'm never going to say to someone, oh, can you delete that tweet? You know, or um, or I say to I do say to people, oh, if anyone is so inclined, 
would you share this? And it's usually about, you know, obviously about a company thing, but it's not like a, oh, if people don't share it, I keep a little book and then I try and come over later down the line. It's not a, it's not about that at all. You know, we're all, you know, trying our best. If people want to share stuff, they do. If they do share stuff that's a bit, oof, you know, that's up to them, isn't it? I'm never going to ask people to. I don't think, I, I'm sure someone listening to this will tweet us and say, oh, actually, you were an absolute boss and you told me to do this. But I genuinely don't think I've ever asked anyone to delete to delete anything they've posted on social media. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't, I don't please it. I just think we're all adults. We've all got stresses. No one cartwheels to the office, no matter what you read on, um, you know, on Twitter. And, uh, you know, if you want to post something, post something. But, um, yeah, just, just don't. That's a mantra I... I try and live by, uh, not successfully, <laughs> but there we go. Don't say what you wouldn't say in a crowded room. That's, that's, that's yeah. Rules. What tips would you give to those people who are either thinking about setting up a Twitter account or lurking and watching and waiting in the wings, uh, ready to pounce on uh, their first tweet? 100% do it. Um, but then uh, just... Get to know people that you're interested in. You know, the, the people that, um, you know, the people in our industry that I kind of look up to and I've, you know, that have been doing it for a lot longer than, than I have, have also been, I've found to be the most friendly. So obviously the Waddington, Steve and Sarah, you know, when I was, um, I guess when I was, run, you know, at the early days of running my business and, and still, to, you know, still to this day, if I ever had a problem, I would talk to them and they were the most welcoming and friendly people ever. So yeah, get, get to know, um, definitely set up an account, get to know people that you're interested in, you know, and at companies that you maybe want to work with in the future um, and, and just get engaged, get involved. Uh, the more you talk with people, the more you're likely to appear on their algorithm and their streams. So just get about it and, and have fun, be yourself. That's the main thing, you know, one of the things that really, I, I tweeted about this last week. So um, I, I have thousands of followers on Twitter. It's very difficult to manage, obviously. But then um, I speak to people day in, day out. And then I went to this awards thing last week. And I was like, right, I'm on this table. Really want to meet people. Oh, there was loads of people in that room. And about only about four people came forward. And I think, well, is that because I'm Like, is it because I'm unapproachable? And I don't think I am. I mean, I'm I'm a short, bald guy, but you know, I look a bit like a Bond villain. But actually, few beers in me, I'll chat you. Yeah, so so get about it. So yeah, just be yourself and and um, yeah, try and say hello to people whenever you can. So Andy, tell us you're speaking at Comms Era again. You spoke there last year in 2021. You're joining us again on 2022 and on 19th or 23rd of September. So you're a big part of the Comms Era community. So why is Comms Era important to you? Would you recommend people working in comms and marketing to be part of it? Well, you only have to look around, not just at the hashtag, but the type of people that talk about Comms Era. We talked, you know, before the podcast recorded about how I first heard about it through Katie Sandy at Cheltenham. Borough Council, who's someone that I respect immensely in comms, was very fortunate to work with her for a short period of time um, in financial services. Um, and you kind of think when you see good people like that talking about an organisation like yours, you think, oh, actually, I want to be involved with this. And it was FOMO. I had complete FOMO that there was this whole community. And I'm, you know, I sit across quite a lot of communities on Twitter and I 
you know, I think you were at that point, you were probably three or four years into it. And I was like, well, why aren't I involved in this? This is cool. Why, you know, why? And then I just realized I'm probably like the weird old uncle that no one wants to speak to. But um, yeah, but so it, it's a great community. And you only have to look at that the support that it gives each other. You know, the, the, the amount of shares that you get for your swag and stuff like that. It's just, it's a phenomenal, um, what's the word? It's, well, it's a beast now, isn't it? It's a beast of an organization. You've got such an army of supporters. You know, why wouldn't you want to be involved in it? If you work in PR and you're not, then something's not right. Thanks, Andy, for a fantastic interview. And I'm sure the comms of listeners will enjoy it. How can people connect with you? Um, so on Twitter, obviously, I'm at Tenyeti. It's really easy. Um, we have a, you know, we have a boring corporate at Tenyeti's digital on Twitter as well. Um, and on Instagram, I'm at fitness, which is a story in itself. But that was um, that was basically a work thing that spiraled into something fantastic. Uh, and on TikTok, I'm at dad bond, which is, um, again, something fun. that I'm doing some tests on. So basically, I do all of this because I hope we can then take it into client work, our learning. So, so yeah, really easy to get hold of. Don't don't bother on LinkedIn. I'm useless on that. You'll find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and on our website, comzero.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at comzero. Please do leave a rating and review. Tickets are now available for comzero week 19th to the 23rd of September. It's the week-long virtual event with over 35 sessions live streamed and all available on demand for a year. Fantastic value at £180. And you can find out more at comzero.com. This episode is sponsored by Blink, the world's first enterprise app designed exclusively for frontline workers. And for more details, visit their website, joinblink.com. So Andy, thank you very much indeed. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, thank you. It's an absolute honour to be invited on to, uh, to chat to you as well. Thanks for your time.